0: The Eddie B-Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Yoma, has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Today's Daf is being studied in Refugee Sholema Yaakov Ben Jamile. <repass> amen today's daf is being studied le'ulun nishmaat abraham ben esther amen today's daf is being studied le'ulun shemat david ben adel and yosef Chaim ben adel we begin today's daf on Ted Vab And we start from Tenan Atam That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 lines from the bottom On Ted Vab Tenana tam we learned over there in Masechet <coughs> Tamid. Amar memune. The is the segan. It would be the one of the vices of the Bet Hamidash. Seu ve'hadiyu tale melishkat Telaim. In the morning they would have to bring a korban olah. So the korbanot were stored in a specific chamber. The chamber was called Lishkat Beta Telaim, the chamber of the Telaim, of the sheep. So the uh, Segan in the morning would say, okay, it's time, go bring one of the Korbanot from Lishkat Bet Telaim. If you remember, we learned in Masichat Shekalim that at all times you had at least six uh, Korbanot prepared, meaning they were Mivukarim. The Bukharim means they were already uh, checked And made sure that there's no Bale They're not blemished So they would have them in the shkat Tila'im Sorry, but Aita continues Or actually the Mishnah continues The The Lishka, this office or chamber of the Tila'im Was situated in the northwestern side of the Bitta Bikdash Ve'arba'a And actually in that area, there were four chambers One was the uh, tokens, what we called it What was the hotamot? If a person wanted to bring a korban, he has to bring also nesachim He has to bring wine with it, and he has to bring flour Now, every korban has a different shi'ud of wine that goes on the Mizbaya. So what a person would do was he'd go to what's called the shkatah He'd pay for uh, his uh, his wine. They would give him like a token, and on it it would say what type of korban he brought. He's bringing, and he would take that token and go to the fellow in the bet of that gives out the nisachim. So again, he pays at the shkatah He gets the receipt, so to speak. He goes to uh, the uh, the the vendor over there in the bet ha he, he, he pays it in. Now, uh, if you remember, we learned in also Basikhul Chekalim that there was four chotamot. four different type of receipts in the Bet uh, One had on it Egil, one had it on it gidi, one had it on Zakhar, and one had it on chote. Again, those were the four different options where when the vendor saw any of these uh, words, he knew exactly how much wine to, uh, to give him. The Achad Lishkat Betamoked, and there was also a Lishka called Betamoked. What was Betamoked? Uh, so it was a small uh, room over there, and uh, that's where they had uh, the wood, and that's where they also had a fire burning, where again the Kohenim would warm themselves up. The ba'a and the fourth Lishka that was in that area was the office or the chamber that they would make the showbread. There was a special family in the Bet called Bet Garmu and they were in charge of making the Lehma Panim. Now, uh, according to our understanding of the Gemara so far, our point to remember is Lishkata Telaim was in the northwest. That's the Gemara's setup for the following question. Now, just so you get a, a picture of it, in our picture books at picture number 27, you see over here. Uh, the uh, actually you can look. You can look at this picture over here on 27 Just to get a, uh, an image. You know, actually I'll show you in your art scroll in the beginning. You have a better picture. Just to know where 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 they're located. Then I'll get to the color pictures in a second. In the beginning of the art scroll, Where you get your better mcdash uh, model, you see the four shakot that we're talking about over here. Okay? So it's be number 37, 38, 39, and 40. 36 actually was the uh, major area called the Beta That's where a fire was constantly burning whenever the Kwanim needed to warm themselves up because the floor was made out of marble and it would get cold, so it would go into this 36 area. But the 36 area was opened up into these uh, four smaller offices. Now, as you notice, incidentally, Two of them are outside of the Kodesh And two of them are inside the Kodesh And the Gebrah is going to uh, make a point of that as well If you just want to look at the uh, the, uh, the names We'll start with 36 36 he calls it Bet HaMuked, The Hall of Fire Okay Then you have 37 He's calling that Leshkat Tilaim. 38 is where the uh, chamber in which the Lechama Panim was made And 39 is is, according to this, he says that's where the Hashmonaim um, deposited the stones of the altar that was defiled by the Greeks. Now, the Gemara is going to ask uh, a few questions on this Mishnah that we just learned in Masechet Tamid. So the Gemara begins with its questions. The Gemara says, that you could take. Urminu, we have a contradiction from a Mishnah in Masechet Tamid. No, Tamid Tamidot. Okay, we have a question from Masekhid Middot. There was four chambers around the ha-moked. Again, the ha-moked is that big room that had the fire. Kiktonyot, like small ones, small rooms, that are opened up into big uh, to a big chamber. The big chamber would be the ha-moked, mm-hmm. and then the small offices uh, around it two were actually in the holy, and two were outside in the uh, hol area, meaning in the non-sacred area. They had little pieces of wood that uh, went across the uh, line that separated between Kodesh and Hol. Like little stumps of uh, wood that were placed across the uh, area. And how did they serve? Where were they? The southwestern corner. So right away you see a contradiction. Because in Masikhet Midot, which we just read now, it says when the southwest, where we learned it in, right deromit, And in Tamid, we learned, it was in the... Northwest. So that's a contradiction. Where was Lishkat la'im? In Masikhet Tamid, it tells us it was in one place. And Masikhet Middot, it tells us it was in another place. That's a blatant contradiction. Now, Deromit Mizrahit, the uh, southeast office, He Lishka Shayu Osim Ba That was the office that they made the Lechama Panim. Now, was that consistent with the... Last one in the last Mishnah, uh, it said that the uh, Skashosim necham a panim. It just tells us; it doesn't tell us where it was. Mizlahit sephonit. Okay, ba ganzu bet Hashmonai avnei mizbayach she shaksum malcheh of dekohavim. The uh, Greeks they defiled a mizbayach by putting avodazara. On the Mizbayah. And therefore, they had to dismantle the Mizbayah. So what did they do with the rocks? So the rocks, or the stones of the uh, Mizbayah, they put it in a special room over there. And that was called uh, the Lishka of Beit Hashmonai. That the family of the Hashmonai placed the rocks in there. Now, Sephonit Ma'aravit, the northwestern corner, by Yurdim the Beit That used to be the uh, entrance, underground, for the Quranim to go into the Beta Evilah, the megveh. Now, the main question that we're dealing with in today's Sugya is the configuration. Where was the Shkat Betat Tilaim? Which means, was it in the northwest or was it in the southwest? That's the stira between the two uh, Mishnayot. Now, besides that, uh, we have a some issues to deal with. Um, but near the beta, okay. Is that a southwest? Yes, before? which means, uh, first of all, the Chaurah, we have four different Leshakot over here that are mentioned also in Masechet uh, Tamid. In Masechet Tamid, the four leshakot were at atilaim, you had l'shkat uh, hotamot, you had l'shkat um, okay. metamoked, and then Lashkat lechamapanim. Now, on this uh, piece over, you have l'shkat atilaim, you have l'shkat uh, lechamapanim, you don't have the hotamot one, and you don't have the uh, moked. So the Mefashim explained That these offices were able to serve uh, Different things, uh, dual purposes So therefore in the Lishkat, for example, Beta Tabila They also had a fire over there Where the Kwani were able to Warm themselves up, so that served also as the uh, Beta Moked And the Hotamot, in the place where they had The Mizbeah where well, they had the stones and the b'zveya, so they're also giving out the hotamot the receipts. So therefore, the givara is not contradicting itself on what the purposes of the offices are. Now you can see a picture number twenty-seven exactly how it looked. Here's the four offices. You see over here in the uh, southwest you have the shkat hatelaim, according to the Mishnah Masechet Midot. Southwest, this is the darom over here. Okay. So as a southwest, you have. The uh, in the Kurdish. exactly, and then you have in the uh, southeast this would be betha lehamaparin you see the oven over there with the bread, and then you go to the northwest you had over here the betha tebila right to go down into the uh, to the mikveh over here, and then in the uh, northeast you had over here the stones. You see the stones of the Misbayah, uh, and also they were selling the hotamot over there. Okay, so there's basically a contradiction. Where was the Shkat bet Atelaim? Now you're going to ask a question before we even go further. What's the connection to anything that we're doing over here? So as she tells us in the beginning of the sugya, we're following a similar style of a sugya that we had before. If you remember. We had uh, a statement in the Gemara. The Gemara brought a Mishnah in Masechet Midot. And the Gemara wanted to say that it's going like the Bishon HaMitzvah. Mm-hmm. The, the Gemara wanted to say even that all Mishnayot in Masechet Midot follow the Bishon HaMitzvah. The Gemara doesn't it can't be. Because we have a Mishnah in Masechet Midot and the Bishon HaMitzvah argues on that Mishnah. So how can it be the author of those Mishnayot? So Gemara said, you're right. He cannot be the author of the Mishnah uh, in uh, Middot. And then we said, uh, in, 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 in Masichet Tamid, it was actually Masichet Tamid. And then we said, okay, must be he's the author of the Mishnah in Masichet Yoma." So what the Gemara is going to do over here is a similar style. Which means the Gemara is going to show you that you have Istida in Mishnah from Middot and Tamid. And we're going to try to find out who the author of the Mishnah We're going to say Can't be this one Because he argues On something that is said In that Masekhit Similar there, So that she says We don't find that style Too much in Shas So therefore The Gemara says You know what Once already We discussed it once We'll give you another example Of uh, that uh, pattern In any event The Gemara says Amar Ravuna Gemara says Who's the author Of Midot? Rabbi Elazar Ben Yaakov He's the author Of Middot how do we know that? Ditnan Izrat Nashim Hayta orech 135 al rochab 135 al rochab Mea al rochab The Ezrat Nashim That was a big courtyard in the Beit HaMikdash area And it was 135 Amma By 135 Amma A perfect square of 135 Amma Arba l'sha'chot hayu bedalad m'kso'oteha And in the corners of the Ezzat Nashim, there were four chambers. Umayyu Misham Mishot. And what did they serve? What were their purposes? Mizlechit, the uh, south-east, nizirim That was called the uh, chamber of the Nizirim. A Nazir al takes a vow not to drink wine uh, for at least 30 days. And then after his um, uh, Nizirut is over, he has to bring a Korban Shalamim And he also has to cut his hair. And he takes his hair and he burns it in the fire. In the same fire that he cooks his qurban shilamim. he puts his hair that he cut into that fire. So the Gemara says, shasham nizirim mibashilim et shalmehen, in that office, the nizirim would cook their qurban shilamim umigalehim seharam, and they would also cut their hair, umshallahim ta'ha dud. and they would place it under the fire. That's the shkata nizirim. mizlechit that would be the northeast, he aita lishkat ha'itzim. Then Gaon takes out uh, the word uh, dir. So that would be the shkat Now what do they do in the shkat ta'itzim? If you remember, we learned this in Masaikat Shekhalim. Shisham kohenim ba'alim mumim Any kohen that was unfit to serve in the B't because he had, let's say, a psul, because he had a mum, he was blemished. Omdim, they would stand in that uh, office. Ummatli'in ba'itzim. And they would uh, cut open the wood to make sure there's no worms. Because the alaka is that there's worms in the wood. It's pasul. Because any, wor- any uh, piece of wood that has a worm in it, pasul is misbayah. It's pasul for the misbayah. Now, uh, the Mifashi point out that if the uh, wood has a worm in it, so what they would do is if it was a dry piece of wood, they would just shave it off. Until they get to, you know, solid wood again. If it was a moist piece of wood, you couldn't shave it off, so you'd have to throw away the, the piece. Sifonit mm-hmm. marabit, that's the northwest, he lishkat That was called lishkat Suraim where the lepers were. Now, if you remember, uh, we learned also in what exactly, they had their own uh, area, chamber, because a leper, a mitsura, on the seventh night of his tara process, goes to the maghveh. Okay? But he's still called Because he has to bring his korban On the 8th day Now, in bringing his korban He cannot yet walk into the uh, Kodesh area, but He needs to actually Stick his finger, his thumb Actually, into the Kodesh area Because he gets sprinkled on by the Kohen And actually his toe yadav uh, And on the uh, earlobe so the uh, Torah says That he would go into this special chamber over here He would actually have to go to the Mitzvah again In the morning Before he sticks his thumb into the area So he would stand in this office And from there he would stick his thumb into the Kodesh Standing in the Surahim, And they would sprinkle so technically the Mitzvah goes to the Megver twice He goes to the Mitzvah on the seventh night And then he goes again on the eighth morning Before they allow him to stick his thumb into the Kodesh area Maravit Didomit now the uh, so, uh, the southwest corner of the Azarah. Amar <speaking> bi'Azab in Yaakov shachati ma'ita mishemishin. He says I forgot what they uh, what they used it for. Aba Shaul lomet ba'yun nutnim No no no! I'll tell you what they used it for. They would store wine and oil in that area. V'ayitam nikeret l'shkat bet shemanya. And they would call that chamber Bet Shemaniah The house of the oil Now, if you just want to get a, a view over here Of the Azara Okay, if you look at this picture Okay, 28th, it shows you the Beit Kid That was where the fire was Where the Kohanim would, uh, you know, uh, warm themselves up And then you see the poles that separated Between the Kodesh and the Hall, Right, but now we're discussing the Azara this is in a different area. In the Azara, you had the four, the Shakot. So this is 135 Amma, mm-hmm. by 135 Amma, it's a massive area. And in the corners of it, he had these four offices, Lishkat uh, M'sura'in, Lishkat the Shkat and the Now, who, who made this statement? This statement was told us by the Azab bin Ya'akov. How do we know he made that statement? Because he said, I forgot what the fourth one was. That means he must have been talking until now. So that's a Stam Mishnah in Masichet Midot. So we're giving a klal Stam Mishnah in Masechet Midot. Abin Yakov. Therefore, when we brought a stira above between Masechet Tamid and Masechet Midot, in Masechet Tamid we said the Lishkat Tali was in the Northwest. In Masechet Midot we said it was in the Southwest. So don't ask us a question from Masechet Midot. Masechet Midot is the Bilaz Abin That's his uh, opinion. And then we can not ask a uh, stira from Masechet Midot to any other Mishnayot uh, Okay, So the Gebarat following a similar style That we said above We wanted to make a Stam Mishnah Like a certain Rabbi Now the Gebarat is going another proof That Masihet Midot must be going like Rabbi Al-Azar bin Yaakov So comes the Gebarat and says like this Haqana meh Mistabra tabra The Rabbi Al-Azar bin Yaakov I bring a proof That what? It's Rabbi Al-Azar bin Yaakov Vietnam. We learned in the Mishnah. Again, this Mishnah also is in Midot. Okay, Kol all the walls that were in the Bet Midash, uh, Hayu they were very tall, meKotel except for the eastern wall, that's where you would enter the Beth HaMikdash, you would enter from the east to the Beth HaMikdash, and you would walk due west. The Kodesh Kodashim, of course, was at the extreme west. As you would walk into the Beit HaMikdash from the east, you would enter, and of course, the Beth HaMikdash was gradually slope up. And it says, all the gates... There were gates, as you'd walk in, you know, there was a, a gate yeah. after a gate after a gate, as you're getting closer. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, all the gates in the Beit were very tall. Which means, the gates themselves were, let's say, 20 amah high. And then above the gate you had, let's say, walls. There was there was bricks on top of the gate itself. Except, except the western gate, there was no, uh, uh, the eastern gate, I'm sorry, there was no wall on top of the gate. Surefata Para because the Kohen that would burn the Paraaduma omed he would stand on Harazetim. If you remember we learned that the Paraaduma was not slaughtered in the Betamagdash, they would actually bring it to Harazetim. We learned the Masih and Shekhalim, if you remember, how they uh, erected the special ramps They're from the Beit HaMikdash to team in order to separate between the Tum'ah so it would not be Mahil. Totally walked all the way to team, and they would slaughter over there and they would sprinkle over there. But the law is that the Kohen has to be able to see the Hechal, which is the inner chamber of the Bet HaMikdash, as he's sprinkling. So the whole Gemara's discussion now is how is it possible... For the Kohen on team, to see all the way to the Hechal as he's sprinkling from the Paraduma. So basically, there's two options. He could either look, again, the eastern gate is the first gate. He could either look and position himself, of course, as he's standing on the mountain, above the eastern gate, and from, uh, he has aerial view. He's above the gate, and he can see all the way uh, to the end, or he could look through the gate. That's going to be the whole discussion. So this Mishnah says, he didn't look through the gate. The Easter gate actually was a lower wall than the other walls. And specifically, so he could look over it, so he could see today in order to follow the Alakha. Uh, so again, I read this Mishnah again. Kola Hayu Chutz, now let's read Rashi over here. So he would look above the eastern gate, would see the gates that are. Uh, Beyond that point Because the pastor says when he sprinkles He has to be standing Now if you're going to tell me That the eastern wall was high even though all the other gates are parallel to each other but if the first gate was high He's just giving you the order of the gates He would not be able to see the through the gates because the Grad, the Beit HaMikdash area gradually slopes, so it goes up. So therefore, if you're going to be looking through the gate itself, you're not going to be able to see straight, because you're going to end up seeing ground. Okay. True, because if, if the Beit HaMikdash is sloping up, and you're looking through the gate, so your eyes are just going to end up seeing a hill. Right? right? So therefore, the only option is that you're going to have to look above the gate, so when you're looking above the gate, the you're able to see all the way to the end. That's why the Mishnah says, you have to say that the eastern gate was lower, so you could look above it from out to get to the end. Now, the Gemara now is going to prove to us, that it was sloped, uh, and it's going to tell us exactly the incline, how much amot it was, and it's going to prove to us, that basically the following point, to the and Yaakov, the slope from the beginning of the Shah all the way to the is gonna to come to a twenty and a half amma. Okay? Now the gate itself is twenty in the east. The gate itself is twenty. So therefore, you're a half an Amma shy. You understand? Which means from where you're standing in the eastern gate, let's say which is a 20 amma? go to the top of the gate, let's say, 20 amma point, and look straight, can't see. you can't see the, the, all, all the way in, because all the way in is 20 and a half high. So therefore, you're a half and you're still looking at ground. So therefore, we're going to prove that that's Ibn Azab bin Yaakov's opinion, that the slope was 20 and a half. Therefore, he's going to have to be the opinion that said that the eastern gate was lower, so you could look above the gate. Right. That's all we're going to prove over here. Hachanim are going to say no. The gradual slope of the Beth Dash was nineteen and a half amma. Now, if it's nineteen and a half amma, it's perfect. You have a half amma still, where you could peek through. And therefore, they're going to say you didn't have to make the eastern wall small. Make the eastern wall big, like every other wall, because you could look through the actual gate itself. Because by looking through the gate, your eyes will go all the way to the end. It, it gradually goes up, nineteen and a half. But if you're looking at the top of the eastern gate, which is 20 Amma, your eyes will be able to have a half an Amma space where you'll able to see the hechal. So that's going to basically be the mahlokit between Hachamim and the Be'azab and on the gradual slope. Now again, if you say the slope is 19 and a half, then you can look through. So that Mishnah that said in Masichet, uh... Yes, Midot. That the eastern gate was not tall. That's not the Hakamim. Because Hakamim, make it tall. I don't care if you put bricks all the way on top of the gate. Because I'm not looking above the gate. I'm looking through the gate. But if you say that it's, not, it's 20 and a half. So therefore that Mishnah, Midot, must be the Yaakov. So it's another proof that Stam Mishnah in second Midot, is <laughs> the Be'azab Yaakov. Now let's see the opinions. So the Gemara says like this. Utnan. Okay, that's the second line Now we're up to. Now we look at the Mishnah. All the gates in the Bet Magdash, Okay, there were 20 Amma high. The Ruhban amut. Every gate the Bettah Magdash is with was 10 Amma high, 20 Amma. Utnam. Okay. The first thing you had in the Bet Magdash on the eastern side, this is all the eastern side. You had what's called the sorig. a soreg, a soreg that she calls it a lattice fence, where you had the made out a of piece of wood that are you know diagonal pieces of wood that are configured over here. So this was called the soreg. So the Mishnah says like this: you had a soreg. That's how it started the eastern side. No, no, this is this is already. Uh, outside the eastern gate we didn't even get into the eastern gate yet it's on the eastern side <laughs> of the Beit HaMikdash yeah, from what? from the look at Rashi from the eastern wall that we said was low? correct from the eastern wall in front of it you I had a picture. now the Mishtaq the mishtak continues yeah you want to see that? that would be well you know what was the purpose of it? Because the goyim would not be able to walk past that point. That would be like the gallery where the goyim uh, would walk around. Okay, so that's hold. Correct. The goyim were able to walk around that area. Comes the mishnah. mimenu. Right in front of it, we're going east to west now. L'fnim mimenu amot. He had a, a, a certain area, a walkway of eser amot. Okay, this would be the chel. Let's, let's go. You can see it over here. Uh, okay? This area over here. Picture number uh, 31. So you have the Sureg. You see the Sureg over here. In front of it, you have a 10 amma walkway called the Hail. Okay? Now you're going to discuss the incline begins. We're just getting into the incline. They are steps. Okay? So now the Mishnah continues. <coughs> uh, there were 12 steps that were over there. Ruma ala Hatsi amma, the step itself, the uh, height of it was a half an amma. hatsi amma, and its tread was also half an amma. So therefore, if you have twelve steps, no half an amma each step. So it's six, six amma on twelve steps. Each, each, each one is half an amma. So altogether, how much incline do you have over here after the steps? Six amma. Which means the, the 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 width of the step is an Ammah okay, and then the oh, the height. The height oh, of, so okay. the height and the the width. The width okay. That's how you say oh, it. Right. You step, okay. Where you step. Where oh. you step. Okay. Oh, so, like coming out. Correct. From, uh, the step itself comes out. Right. Okay. And then you have the uh, the height of it. Oh. So there was half Ammah by half amma each step. So basically, just keep, keep 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 calculation. Six. At this point over here, you're at six Ammah high already from the uh, eastern gate. Okay, we continue ma'alot olot Yisrael Nashim Okay, now From there you went into what's called The Azat Nashim, by the way Above these 12 steps you see a gate over there called the Azat Nashim Okay, you walked into the Azat Nashim That's what we discussed before with 135 Amab 135 Amab with the four offices on the, In the corners of it Okay, now Over there in the Azat Nashim You had more steps that actually 15 steps that you would walk either up into the Azat Israel or from the Azat Israel down into Azat Nashim. Now, again, these 15 steps also were a half ma by half ma, so that would bring you seven and a half more amot of incline. So, so far at this point in the Mehta Magdash, we're already 13 and a half amah high. Right, the six plus the seven and a half. So we continue. It keeps going up. Keeps on going up. Exactly. you're walking. You walk exactly. You're walking no, you're walking straight in the. When you to get to the steps. Not for the end of it. The end of it, there were steps. The western end. Right, exactly. The western end of the Azat Nashim You're walking up 15 steps into the azat yisrael. Okay, so the mishnah the mishnah continues. Utnan. <clears throat> Ruma. Okay, I'm sorry the, the, the width of it and the, uh, uh, the height of it was uh, Okay, now you'd walk in Again, you're walking west You'd walk in to a uh, gate Okay, the gate was called Kanur. Okay, See the golden gates of Sha'anikanor Now From this point when you would walk in To the Sha'nikanor to the Mizbayah It would be 22 amma. We're not discussing any incline yet We're just discussing straight walking mm-hmm. From the gate Until the beginning of the Mizbayah Was a distance of 22 amot. However the Gemara says Utnan bina yeah, Ulam is like uh, called the uh, the area right before the Mizbeah. That's where the Israelim that's where the Yisraelim are able to walk. Right? That's right after Azat Nashim, you have the Ulam which is the Azarah of Israel, where Israel are able to walk. Now Ushtem Maalot Ma'alotayusham. Okay, you got another twelve steps there. Rumma ala So another 12 steps, you have another 6. So that takes you to 19 in the air. Now you see the steps over there obviously, right? You see the steps that are in front of the uh, Mizbaya. Okay? Now, I just want to see a little picture of it. Here was the 15 steps in the Azat Nashim that walked up into Shahni Kanor. Okay? From Shah Nikanur you went to the Ulam. And then the Ulam, we're going to discuss now. Continue. Utnan, Rabbi Azza bin Yaakov Umair, Ma'ala haytasham There was an extra step at that point on the Ulam. The gavoa amma. And it was an amma high. So that would take you to 20 and a half. The dukhan natun'aleha. And you had a dukhan on it. Dukhan is like, um, she says, uh, like platform, ubo Shalosh Ma'alot. And you had three small steps over there, Shil Khatsi, Amma, which is another So, therefore, technically, here, you see, you had, uh, look at picture number 35, that's exactly what you had. You walked into Shah before the Here's your one step. Okay, so that's another Amma. Uh, okay, then you have these uh, three steps over here of the duhan. Okay, which gives you another amount and a half Because each one was Half an Amah We're not going to calculate These three steps over here Because It seems that these three steps You went up And then you went back down again So therefore they cancel each other out So the only it was three steps you went up And then you It dipped again So the, that one and a half Amah Is cancelled So technically According to the bal Azar bin Ya'akov we proved That from the eastern gate All the way up to the Bisbayah You have Twenty and a half Amma, that's the incline. So therefore you would not be able to look through the gate, the eastern gate, because you're not going to be able to see through the echal. Because the eastern gate went up to the 20. So even if you're at, standing on the top of the eastern gate, you're at the 20 Amma point, and you look straight across, you're going to see a hill, you're going to see uh, ground. You're not going to be able to penetrate all the way to the Hechal. So he must be the author that said that the eastern gate was made low, meaning it was 20 amma, but no brick on top. So when you're standing on Haraz team you can look over the uh, eastern gate, and you can see all the way to the uh, Hechal, and therefore you can sprinkle the paraduma according to the Halakha. So it's another proof that what? Stam Mishnah in Masechet Biddot is Rabbi Azhar ben Yaakov. So the Gabbara says, mm-hmm. If you're going to say that the Mishnah that says the eastern gate was small. Yeah, because the gate covers it. Because if you look through the gate, you're not going to be able to see it. You're a half uh, a short. But if you're going to go, according to the rabbis, You have half Because they didn't hold, there was an extra step over there. So if you know there was an extra step by the hechal, by the Ulam. So therefore you have nineteen and a half. So in a twenty Amah gate, you can look through the gate and you still have a half Amma space where you can see all the way to the Hikal. You can see the gate through it. In a proof positive, it must be bin Yaakov. So again, we have a similar style again where we're showing that uh, a certain Mishnah in Midot must be going like according to a certain uh, Rabbi. So that's the similar style uh, that we're showing in our Gemara. And says, no. You have no proof. No proof that that Mishnah over there that says you have to make the small eastern wall is Rebeza Ben Yaakov. Oh, then who is it? Gemara says, Hamani Rebe Yudahi. Different it's Oh, what is a bihuda? Mm-hmm. Let's look at the bottom of the sheet. Ravadabrava amad hamani Diktani dekot al-Mizrahi Utsakliyot namoh We said the Easter one had to be small. The bihuda idamad ha-mizbayah Omed be-emsah hazara karegat ha-petahim We're going to discuss the bihuda's opinion. The mizbayah. His sheetah was, it stood Smack in the uh, center Of the gate in front of it. And therefore it was blocking the gate of the Hekhal. So therefore, and the Mizbeach, by the way, was uh, very high. It was 9 Amah high. So therefore, uh, if you go to, uh, uh, even if you take the 13 and a half, let's say, uh, to, to that point, and then you add the 9 to the Mizbeach of height, you're going to get to 22 and a half. So therefore, according to him, I, there's no way you're going to be able to see through the gate. The gate was only 20 on the eastern side. And therefore, if it's, it's the, the Mizbeah is smack in the center, you're just going to see the top of the Mizbeah. So therefore, we're going to say like this, That Mishnah that said, you had to lower the eastern wall, is going, going to be Yehudah. Because he configures the Beit HaMikdash where the Mizbe'ah blocks the gate. And therefore, this is blocking the entrance. So therefore, it's not blocking, it it's in front of the entrance. And therefore, you need to make the eastern gate lower in order to see over the gate, in order to see the Hechal. You see what the Gevara is trying to do over here? The Gevara of is the Be'ezab and Yaakov. Because obviously we're assuming that the... Uh, um, according to Be'ezab and Yaakov, it's 20 and a half high. So therefore you need to look above the gate, not through the gate. Do you what I'm saying? No, no, no. Different opinion. It's a Be'eudah. The reason why you have to look above the gate is because if you look through the gate, you're not going to be able to see anything. Because the Mizbeah is blocking the entrance. Look at the bottom of again. That says that the Eastern Gate has to be small Hazara mm-hmm. The height of the Mizbeah Blocks the Petach mm-hmm. the Israel From the Eastern Gate Is 13 amma We said You had Right, you had six uh, from one of the steps, yeah, sure. and then you had seven and a half, so it's thirteen and a half. Now, even before you got to the mizbeach, the mizbeach gavot teshah, and the mizbeach itself was nine high. So there was no way you could look through the gate. So the Gemara is going to explain that now. How many to be a The time to be a day. memutsa am It is centered. The Omed beemsah hazara u'shloshim u'shtayim amot hayulo. The width of the uh, of the uh, was huge. It was thirty-two amah wide. Thirty-two amah could be, you know, up to, you know, if you go with uh, the generous measure that each amah is two feet. That means the, it was sixty-four feet uh, wide. It was a tremendous structure. Now, said amot keneged Petro Shil hecham. Now, in front of it, they had hecham the gate to the Hekhal We learned all the widths of the gates of Ten amma. So, watch it like this Put the Mizbayah where ten amma of Mizbayah is centered right at the ten amma in front of the gate Now, how much do you have left over? You still have eleven that you need on each side So you'd have uh, ten right blocking up the hollow part of the gate and then you'd have eleven to the right now that would include the uh, the doorpost and the thickness of the wall. The doorpost and the thickness of the wall of the hechal was eleven on each side. The entire hechal's length was thirty-two. So basically, uh, it was ten of space, and then you had eleven on each side. So therefore, the Mishnah, the Gemara says, Yud Amal et Nimsa, Mechuvan, just to see a, uh, a picture of that. Right, if you see the doorpost, it would count. You have to see the entrance. Right? right, and you could not see it. You could even see the of doorpost that okay, you're trying to see No, no, it was just saying where it was. It was just telling just you. Telling it was just telling you right, that's right, how, right, it's right, it's right. how it was. It's no. not telling you anything more than that. No, that's not that. Uh, actually, you'd see that in your art scroll. You'd see a better, uh, a better picture. If you want to go to your diagram art scroll. Diagram A. Oh, diagram A. Which page is that on? 16B1. Okay, diagram A. Okay, perfect. So you would have it over here. Here's the Mizbeach. Okay, the Mizbayah is 32 wide over here. There's the Peta uh, of the Unam. Okay, of the Hechal. This is 10. 10 across. So 10 over here to 10. And then you have the... Uh, I should see the Hechal, there's 10. I'm pointing yeah. over here. And then you have 6, you have 5 is like the post. And then you have 6 next to it's like the thickness of the wall. So therefore, 10 in the middle, 11 on each side between post and wall. So therefore, it's exactly the Mizbeach gets to the width of the Hechaw. Okay. Watch the whole thing. So that there's no way you could look through the eastern gate and see through there. Because it's it. it's 9 high, plus the 13 and a half is 22 and a half. So therefore, we just prove now, must You're be not. the Be'udah. <laughs> so the Gebra says, The East al Midot Rabbi So oh, if you want to tell me that second Midot is Rabbi Yehudah Mizbeach Be'emsah Hazara Mi'i mashkachat Oh, he says hold it You want to tell me Midot is Rabbi Yehudah. Meaning the Mishnah that said the eastern wall Was low is Rabbi Yehudah and you're basing it on because the Mi'udah holds what? That the Mizbeah blocked the entrance so the Geburah says, is that true? We learned in Masechet Midot the following Now, it's going to prove to us what? That the Mizbeah was not centered So how could you say that the Mi'udah is the Stam Mishnah Midot based on an opinion that says he held the Mizbeah was in the center blocking the door where we know from Mishnah Midot somewhere else that it wasn't like that what does it say in Middon? Not Kol ha'ita orich 187 al 135. From east to west, from the furthest point, let's say uh, east, all the way to the furthest point west and even past uh, the Kodesh Kodashim. Because behind the Kodesh Kodeshim there were like offices over there and there was a little space of 11 Amma, which we're going to learn now. So from the east to the west of the Betta Mikdash, it was 187 Amma. <coughs> that was the length of it. From north to south, meaning from the width of the Betta Mikdash, was 135 Amma. So again, it's 187 long by 135 mm-hmm. wide. So this is the starting point you're starting from the eastern gate, the eastern the, the gate where we talked about. Exactly. Outside. Outside. And we'll, we'll see it now. The Sh- is going to give us all the way to the end of the Kodesh Kodashim. Oh, Behind it. Even past the Kodesh 187. The Geberal is going to explain it. Now, okay Now, Now he's going to explain you the calculation. Now, actually, the calculation begins from here. Makom Deglei the place past Shani Kanot—that's where we're really starting from. Remember, we said right after Shahni Khan we had an eleven Ammah area. We called that Eza Israel, where the where the before the Mizrbeh, where they were able to walk. You had eleven Ammah. before the Dukhan, exactly before the Mizrbeh. There was eleven Ammah area right after Shani Kanot. So keep the track, keep track of the count. You have eleven, okay? We're counting now. Pentah Neshim was starting. First. Yes, first first. Azat Nashim, Correct. Okay, so from the Nicanor. From the Nicanor on. Right, so the so just keep the calculations. Mm-hmm. So if so we have eleven. Yud alif Amma mm-hmm. Diri Then the next eleven ammas where the Kohenim were able to go. Remember we learned that from Shah Nicanor to Mizbah was twenty two amma. Now we know the, the, the division of it. 11 amma was for Yisrael. And the next 11 amma were for Qu'anim. So we have 11 and 11. What do we got so far? Calculate. 22. Okay. <laughs> Keep okay. okay. the harsh boy. alif amma. Okay. Mizbayah shiloshim ushtayim. The mizbayah itself was 32. It was a square. 32 by 32. So the length of it was also 32 amma. 54. Bin'a'ulam vila mizbayah isleem ushtayim. Now to get to the hechal. From the mispah, that was another twenty-two. 76. Okay, seventy-six. And the echal itself was a hundred amma. And then past the kodesh kodashim, yet another eleven amma of space behind it, to the wall. So that takes you to what? To one hundred and eighty-seven long, from Nikanor Gate all the way to behind the kodesh. Now we're going to give the width. And this is really where our point is. Okay, going north-south or south-north. The ramp that went up to the Mizbayach and the Mizbayach itself altogether was 62. That was the uh of both ramp and Mizbayach. Okay? Yeah, we're going across now. Because the ramp was facing north south. Okay, so the ramp of the Mizbayah, when you went up, it you walked up towards the width of the Betta Mikdash. Okay, as you know, the ramp was north south, so you walked up. So that already, between the ramp and the Mizbayah itself, you're at 62 Amma. Then the Taba'ot. From the Mizbayah to the rings. There were rings that were placed on the floor of the Betta Mikdash where they used to stick the neck of the animal in these rings, and they were used in order to make shaitah. So from the mizbaya to the rings, 8 amut. It took 8 amut to get there. So that takes you to 70 amma. And the place that the taba'ot took was 24. So that takes you to 94. 94, correct. Now, from the Taba'ot, they had tables. It took you four Amor to get to the tables. These tables over here were placed on uh, the Benta Mekdash. That's where they used to cut. cut up the meat, to fillet the meat, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, it says that was four Amor, so that takes you to what? 74. 98. 98. I'm sorry, we're at 94, 98. so 98. Okay. Good. <inaudible> from the Shulchanot <inaudible> to the Nanasin. <inaudible> <to the inaudible> what are Nanasin? <inaudible>? <inaudible> Nanasin. Right, were little uh, poles that were in the ground over there that they had hooks hanging out from it. That's where they would uh, skin the animal. Okay? Now, Arba, that was also another form, to get to the Nanasim. Minan nanasim lakot azara, from the Nanasim, from the hooks until the wall, Hayat Amot. Okay? So that gets you to the end, wall to wall. But you're still missing over here. You're missing over here altogether uh, the shulchanot themselves. Don't tell you how wide they were, and you're also missing from the uh, north wall to the kevish We started from the kevish from the ramp, but from the you, you gotta you have to have space. Which wall is that? South wall. Okay, from the south wall to the kevish itself, we didn't calculate yet. So how much are we short? We're short technically ten, twenty. 21 Amma shai We're 20 Amma shai but actually 25 shai So that she tells us That we know that the area of the Shulchanot Were four The Gemara tells us that we know How do you know this is from a pasuk in Yahuskel Okay We know this from Yahuskel because it says The width of the Shulchanot was one and a half And there were two sets of Shulchanot And there was Amma in between them So one and a half, one Amma, one and a half That's four so that he says, we're not going to tell you you've got to know enough from the Pazougunya scale. So now we have 21 and a half, we're still short. So the way we're going to configure it now, 21, 20, 10 to 121. So the way we're going to configure it at this point is we're going to say the Namnasim themselves were 10 and a half. That's the hooks. And from the southern wall to the beginning of the ramp was also 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. So basically you have from wall. To Kevish, ten and a half. Then you have sixty two of Kevish and uh, Mizbayah. And then you have eight to the uh, Taba'ot, eight to the Taba'ot. Then you have the Taba'ot themselves, which were twenty four. And then you have four to the Shulchanot, and four of the Shulchanot. Then you have four to the Nanasim, and then you have ten and a half of the nanasim themselves, and eight to the wall. So that takes it to 135 mm-hmm. in the width. That's not so good. How do you know Shulchan was four? Pasuk in It says, not from this, it's uh, No, doesn't right. tell it to you. No calculations. No, no, no calculations. So it tells you it was one and a half. <laughs> it was one and a half, so then we have the revenge 21. Right. So 21, you split it evenly at this point, is the way we're thinking it's done. So the Gemara says like this. Ramotar. <laughs> Of the 135, Of the one thirty five, which was 21. B'na kevesh v'la kotel. That's the southern wall and the kevish. U makom And the place of the nanasim themselves. And here we go. This is the Bible. This was all the Mishnah and Massechet The V'i salka datach. And if you're going to say, Midot rabbi Right. According to this calculation, the mizbe'ah was not in the middle. Harubad the middle. Okay. The majority of the mizbe'ah was actually in the south. Yeah. Now let's figure out why. We'll figure out why. Okay, you want to look at the diagram? Can actually look at siur gima. Let's figure it out ourselves for a second Starting from the Go go, go slow Starting starting from the southern wall Okay Starting from the southern wall What do we say you have to the beginning of the ramp? 10 and a half Okay So you have 72 and a half Okay now The center point Of the width is going to be at the 67 and a half point. Because no. you have 135. Right. Okay, between the center between north and south. The line, draw imaginary line down the uh, 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 the, um, the center of the width of the Beit HaMikdash, uh, of the, of the, of the, separating north to south. Right. Where was the majority of the Mizbaya? It had to be in the south. Because, again, you have uh, uh, from the wall to the... Kevish was what? eight? we said? 10 and a half. Oh, 10, and 10 and half, half, I'm sorry, 10 and a half. And then you have the Mizbeah itself is 62. 62. Okay? So therefore, and that's what? That's 72 and a half. Right. So technically, you have on the... Uh, going into the north, it goes five, 5, and a half feet. But 62 and a half is in, or, is in the south. So therefore you only have 5 Amab the Mizbeah protruding over the midway point. After the sixty-seven A point mm-hmm. into the into the north. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, according to this configuration, which is Masichet Midot, it's not in the middle. Okay. It's not blocking the wall. The it's top. not blocking the wall, which means it only goes five Amma into the northern right. side. It's not now where, where the uh, Gemara says like this: the Midot Mm-hmm. The majority of the Mizbaya according to this was actually in the South. Look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. the bottom The the half point of the hazara. Shishim Vishvahava Haizi. The He's going the other way. He's going to show you the five side. Start from the northern wall. Okay? Go to the northern wall. To get to the Nanasim, it's eight. U'min ha-nasim le-shulchanot, zu the tables themselves were Daled. shulchanot su zu You have sixteen. U'misham arba. To the hooks is another four. Harei chav. That's twenty-four. nun nasim and the place of the themselves. Yeah. Like we said, that was half of the remaining. We had twenty and eight, twenty left over, twenty and oh, twenty left over, so we split it, 10 and half to the nasim and ten and half to the from the wall. We gave four for the Shulchanot, I took it to 21, we the and Exactly like we said, ten and a half and ten and a half today for the Kotel. The name the is 62 and a half which means to the Mizbeach, from that side is sixty-two and the half. half. Now, you're gonna to have to put five of the Mizbeach That's gonna be protruding into the northern side, right? And at that point, at the five and a half, that's gonna take you to the to the midpoint, the halfway point. So sixty two plus five. Of the Mizbeah so that means only a small part of the Mizbeah was on the northern side, the majority was on the south. So, the question is how could you tell me that Stam Mishnah Midot is a Be'uda? And you tell me that that's why the Mishnah Midot said the eastern wall was low because you had to look over it because you couldn't look through the, the the door because the Mizbeah was blocking it. What are you talking about? In Midot, the Mizbeah was not blocking it. The Mizbeah actually was all the way to the south. Only wait, i got to it. Only a small amount of the Mizbaya was in the north, and the Gemara assuming, and I'll explain why in a minute, that that small amount was not blocking the entrance of the hechal. Now we have to see why not, Thank because you. the hechal was. Was sent. Was, was ten. So, times. so which means five in the north right. and five in the south. Mm-hmm. Right. So, therefore, technically it's blocking anyway right. Right. because that five is blocking. she asked this question, we will answer this question immediately. But the Gemara's conclusion is: Alav Shmamina, Yaakov Ishmamina. So, therefore, must be that the author in Midot was Rebiya Ezer ben Yaakov, and that's why the gate of the eastern side. Was uh, low because he learns the incline was 20 and a half, and you were half a uh, ma high, and therefore you could not see through the gate. Again, you know, the whole key of Rabbi you have to remember is his handush is there was an extra step there. That extra step brings it to 20 and a half, therefore you have to say they couldn't look through the gate, they had to look. Above the gate. Since that, to look above the gate, they made that gate lower, so when you're on it yeah, you can have an aerial view above the gate of the uh, east, and look all oh, the yeah. way to the okay. uh, <laughs> Kodesh. <laughs> Good. Now we discuss the two major uh, issues that Rashi has at the end of the sugya. Okay, number one. Rashi's question is like this. Even if you want to tell me, cannot be going like the Biudah. Because the says, it's got to be in the center. And Mishnah Midos Mashma, it wasn't in the center. And therefore you're saying it's got to be going dafka like be the Izzah bin Ya'akov, where you had to look uh, above. So he says like this, I can tell you that it's not because of Rabbi bin Ya'akov. Always whenever we say to Abiyah ben Ya'akov, understand his reason is because 20 and a half. That's when we say to Abiyah Ya'akov, it's because 20 and a half. Mm-hmm. But now I can argue it's nothing, nothing to do with twenty and a half, which means even if it was nineteen and a half, yeah, you still have the mizbeach five amah blocking the northern side right. of the eichah's entrance, so you still have to look over. So it's got nothing to do with the <laughs> Mezbeah Yaakov. Which is, I can tell you, it's even going like Rabanad, arguably. That it's only 19 and a half. But it doesn't matter, it, the, the, the door is blocked. So it's a bomb question that she asked. On how does the Gemara know in its conclusion that it's not going to be Zibin Yaakov? So that she comes along and tells us a chidush about the Mezbeah. Uh, We thought that the Mizbeah is 32 by 32, like a block square. It's not so. True, the Mizbeah in its widest point is 32, but its base is 32. However, as it goes up, it narrows. If you remember, we said you needed narrowing. Well, the sword was the widest part on the bottom. Then you had you had a walkway where the Queen actually walked. You also had a decorative uh, uh, ledge that came out. So therefore, technically, uh, on that five amma. As you went up, it narrowed to three amah. So technically, you had a two Ammah right. window right. where you're able to see. To see. Yeah, oh, sure. so once you explained that you had a two Ammah window, now it could be only the to of the size Bin Because a quarter of the size of it's twenty and a half. Right. Twenty and a half. I don't care if you have a space to see it. You can't see it because you're going to end up seeing ground. What? So So therefore. You have to say that the wall was low to look above it. So that answers the first question. Just a few more questions uh, that Rashi asks in this Sugya. Oh. Rashi says, according to the Maskanav the Gemara, that says that Massechet Midot, the author is Rabbi Re'ezir Ben Yaakov. So he says, how is that possible? Rabbi Li'Azer, bin Yaakov Shita, is that the entire Mizbeah was in the Darum. The entire Mizbaya was in the south side. But the way we're understanding, according to Masechet Midot, actually five Amot of the Mizbeah was in the North side So therefore you can't say Rabbi Iza bin Yaakov is the author of a second Because he doesn't agree with the configuration Of the Mizbaya. So that she comes along and says That if we reconfigure our numbers Of the width Of the meta megdash, So then already we'll be able to make it uh, According to the shita of Rabbi Iza bin Yaakov That the entire Mizbeah uh, Indeed was in the south how are we doing that? So if you remember, after we made our whole calculation, we had 25 Ammah left over. So we had to put the 25 Ammah somewhere. Where did we put the 25 amah? Four amah were for the Menorah. That already she told us it's based on a pasuk in Yahzkel. So uh, that was the Menorah. I mean, sorry, that was the... Shulchanot. The Shulchanot, correctly, were four Amot. Good. So now we have 21 Amma. So what we did originally was we said we'll split it evenly. We'll take 10 and a half between the wall, which means the southern wall, and the kevish, 10 and a half, and the place of the nanasim, which is the pegs that they used to uh, skin the animal on, that was also 10 and a half. Now that she says reconfigure it. How? So he says like this, take uh, from the uh, wall, the southern wall, to the kibbish of the Mizbaya, instead of ten and a half amma, instead just go five amma, or five and a half amma. Now, if you take five and a half amma, let's calculate it ourselves, five and a half takes you to the Mizbaya. The Mizbah itself was 62, 62 plus five and a half. Is 67 and a half, that means the end of the Mizbeh is exactly at the border of the Darum Safon, which is exactly the Shita of Rabbi Yazir Ben Yaakov. So that's the way that she answers that issue. So now that she comes along and says like this, oh, once already you see that you could play around with the uh, configurations, I can ask another question. Because we said originally that we wanted to make the Mishnah in Masechet Midot. We wanted to make it the Biyudah. Again, what did we say? We said that according to the Biyudah, the reason why you had to make the eastern wall of the Bet Hamidash lower is in order that the guy that's on the Parazetim, that's doing the Paraduma, he has to look over the wall in order that he can see the Hechal, in order that uh, he can follow the law of Hazaa being able to see the Hechal. Good. So the Gemara said. And we know that the Behuda's opinion was that the Mizbeach uh, was actually um, uh, blocking the, the entrance. Was blocking the entrance, so therefore that's why you need to look over the wall in order to see into the Hechal. So we said, what are you talking about? How can you say that he's the author of Masichet Midot, the because according to Masichet Midot, it's not centered. Right. It's actually majority in the south and only five Amma in the north. But now that you tell me you can stop playing around With the calculations and, and, and reconfiguring I can make it Where the Mizbayah will actually be In the center Now when I say the center means That the midpoint of the Mizbayah Is right at the 67 and a half line How will I do that? Do the same thing We have the 25 Amma extra, right? Take, um, take Let's say 4 for the uh, Shulchanot Okay? So now I have 21 Left over. With the remaining 21 amma, put all the 21 amma between the southern wall and the kevish. And as a matter of fact, take another half amma from the um, from another section. Take it from the, um, let's say, the Nanasim. Uh, take it from the poles that we said are four amma. Take a half amma there. So you have 21 and a half from the wall to the kevish. The kevish itself is 30 that takes us to 51 and a half mm-hmm. go to half the Mizbayah. Half the Mizbah is 16, that takes it to exactly 67.5, and therefore the Mizbah is exactly centered in the, uh, like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, the, 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 she's asking, just like you reconfigured it to make it work out with the Ya'izr ben Yaakov, you can reconfigure it to make it work out with Shita at Rabbi So why did the Gemara say that no, Midot cannot be the Rabbi Yehuda Because according to Midot, the Mizbah is 5 in the in the north. Not so. Just put the 21 Amah, uh, 21 and a half Amah actually, and take a half Amah from the, from the Nan and make that only four, and then we wouldn't have a problem. So to that, she answers like this, that three and a half Amah for the Nan is not enough. That's impossible to say, because it's too small of a amount for the non that So it's got to be four. Once it's got to be four, you're only left with twenty one. Twenty one is going to put you at sixty seven, but that extra amount is not going to put it exactly centered. So therefore, you can't say it's going live, So that is the maskana uh, of the gemara. Uh, if, uh, if you allow me just to give one quick sikum of this entire gemara, the style exactly what what started. The Gemara started on Teth Vav Amud beit bringing a S'tira between the Mishnah and Tamid and the Mishnah in Midot. Basically the S'tira was where Lishkata Tela'im was. Where was that uh, office, uh, or that chamber I should say, where they used to keep the Tela'im, the animals for the Korban Tamid. So uh, the Gemara said, no problem, Masichet Midot is going like Rebili Isa ben Yaakov. And therefore you can't ask a question from a second Midot. He's like a Da'at Yahid. He's the, uh, he's the author. So the Gemara uh, went on to say, Proofs and how do we know that Midot is indeed the to be the Izzer bin uh, Yaakov. One so one of the proofs that we brought was the Kotel, the eastern wall. Right. We said that the eastern wall of the Beit HaMikdash was low. Why was it low? In order that the guy standing on the Harazetim would be able to see all the way to the Hechal. Why did he need to have the wall low? Why couldn't he just look through the gate of the Eastern Gate, which was 20 and a Because, according to Melez and Yaakov, the incline sloped up by the Hechal to a shoot of 20 and a half. So therefore, the reason why he holds 20 and a half, because he had it was an extra step. Past the Sha'ar uh, Mikanor, and that extra step was an Ammah, mm-hmm. and therefore that was the extra twenty and a half, and therefore even if you look through the gate at the top point, you're still not going to be able to see all the way through, because it's a half a uh, still still uh, taller. So therefore, that's the shita of the Azim Yaakov in Masichet Midot. That's why the eastern wall was small. So that was the uh, shita. Then the Gemara tried to say, no, maybe I'll tell you that Masichet Midot is indeed Rebiyah Uda. It's a different opinion. And the reason why you had to look over the wall because the mezbah was... Blocking The Gemara said, no, you can't say Masih Midot is Rabbi Yehuda, because he didn't hold the Mizbayah, was like it was configurated in Masih Midot, and therefore we're back to the answer, Midot is indeed ben Yaakov. Now that is the preferred Shita that she takes in the sugya. However, there is another Derech, that she takes in the sugya, and it's worthy for us just to go through it, before we conclude. In the... In this shita, he goes like this. When the Gemara said that Masechet Midot is going like the Be'ehudah. So the shi over there, that's the Badabah answer. The Badabah said that we could say really it's the Be'ehudah. So according to the shi, he has a, a novel interpretation how to explain that. So he says like this. That which, um, that which we said that the Kotel Hamizrahi was small, was uh, low, so we wanted to say that what? that that's according to uh, the Yehuda That's what we learned till now. But now it comes along and says like this: that really thevada is coming to answer the original question that we had. We had an original question between Maset, Tamid and Masehet, Midot, on where exactly Mishkata Telaim was. So he comes along and says that the Mishnah in Tamid is the Bihudah. And therefore, um, uh, now how do we know that the Mishnah this is we saying the Mishnah Tamid is the Biudah. How do you know? Because we see he argues on midot. How do you know he argues on midot? Because he puts the Mizbeach, the Rabbiuda in the middle, and we know Masekhit Midot, he puts it, Masekh Midot puts it five Amma into the north. So by proving that Rabbiuda argues on Masekhit Midot. That means he nice. must be the opinion of Masechet Tamid. So the Rav Adav Rav was coming on and saying like this. Really, have another answer. Really I'll tell you that Masechet Tamid is going like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. How do I know it's going like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Because I see that he argues on Masechet Midot. Now, according to this understanding, Rashi has to change the girsa at the end of our Gemara. Because the Gemara ends up and says, "Ela lav shema mina lebi the ben Yaakov."i Right, the Gemara in its uh, conclusion says that uh, that we learn that what that it's going to be the ben Yudai, since it's a to ben Yaakov. According to this, uh, according to this, Mascanah the shema does not uh, belong because we're really saying that the author of Hamid. Right, we're not discussing now Masechet Midot anymore. Now we're discussing who Masechet Tamid was. So therefore this, Era Laf, Shema the Rabbi Ezebun does not fit. In the first answer, we were trying to answer who Masechet Midot is. But is it Rabbi Yehuda? Can't be Rabbi Yehuda. Era Laf, Shema Amina, Rabbi Ezebun Now we're coming to No, 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 no. We're trying to answer who Masechet Tamid was. And therefore that was Rabbi Yehuda. I know it's was Rabbi Yehuda because he's the one that argues on Masechet and the configuration of the Mizbeah. So therefore, that's a alternate answer, like the way that she wants to learn. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.